Hey, welcome to the Reasonable Skepticism Podcast. I'm your host, D. Anthony. Today is Saturday, March 31st. And we are, of course, recording live from Chicago. Uh, First of all, I wanted to apologize to all the listeners and all the fans. If any of those things exist. (laughs) But um, I do want to say I'm really sorry about the late release um, of this episode 6 here. Um, You have to believe me when I say I've been just extremely busy. I had so much going on. Um, A lot of things in my personal life I had to, you know, get squared away. Blah, 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 blah. (coughs) But I... I'm back, I've um, really freed up some time in the future here, and I assure you there will be a scheduled release of this show every week, I don't know exactly what day yet, but um, um, we'll definitely get a day probably closer to the beginning of the week, don't quote me on that just yet, but... um, that's the direction I'm going in. Um, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, hopefully. Um, I think that's it. Sorry about that. I had a little accident. <laughs> Something just fell here. Not sure what that was. Um, yeah. So, sorry about that again, guys. The show is back up and running. Um, I would like to do every week. Don't quote me on that yet. I know right now it seems a little, a little rough, but um, just bear with me, guys. Just bear with me. Um, oh, now let's get a little house cleaning out the way. Because um, I have a few more platforms that I just became aware of to kind of let you guys know about that could really help me out. Um, so, of course, you have the Facebook page. You can, I'm, I'm, you know, posting there. Um, you can post there, comment there, you know, like the page, please, guys. Um, the Reasonable Skepticism Podcast Facebook page. Um, please like the page. Or you can ignore that message, you bastards. No, I'm just joking. I know you guys are busy, but if you get a free set, go like the Facebook page, please. Um, and I'm also a Twitter man. I'm on Twitter. Um, I did not say titty man either. I know how you like to, I know how the internet mixes up your words. I didn't say titty man. I said Twitter man. I used to be a titty man. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, no, with Twitter, um, check me out on Twitter. I'm on there constantly getting on people's nerves, stirring up um, um, informed debates and some pretty interesting conversations on there. Um, I asked a lot of good questions. <coughs> And I talk a lot of shit. So, um, definitely come check me out on Twitter sometime. Um, my handle is at Skeptical Reason. Um, check me out. Or if you have some, some, some cool shit you'd like to share with me or some articles or something you think is cool that, you know, that I would, you know, definitely like and be interested in. That I, you know, might even make a fixture on the show. So, who knows? But, I, yeah, so check me out on Twitter. Um. <clears throat> also, if you have any death threats 
and you would genuinely like me to shut the fuck up because I'm doing a terrible job, please forward those via the email. And the email, of course, is reasonskepticpod at gmail.com. All general concerns, death threats, and, you know, even throw in some constructive criticism in there. Um, Anything you definitely don't like about the show or you definitely do like about the show, you know, just shoot those to me via email. Uh, Also, guys, please, 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 iTunes, if you're... In, if you're scrolling through my podcast and scrolling through your iPhone, please go to iTunes and give me a five-star rating for the show, Por Favor, if I have any Hispanic listeners out there. Please, please, please go do that. That's the only word I said in Spanish, by the way. And I said it poorly. Por Favor. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was pretty bad. Sorry to all my um spanish speaking listeners out there <laughs> um but please 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 go to itunes and leave me a five-star review say hey the reasonable skepticism podcast is dope and the host is doper and five star me and if if the reviews are really dope i will read those on the air every show if you leave a great review, a five-star review, I'll shout, shout you out on the show. And that's the truth. Um, also, if you're listening to me on the droid, would you call I like droids? I had a droid. I'm not, hey, I'm not getting down on the droid, man. The users, I like droids. But you're probably listening to me on SoundCloud if you're, if you're listening to me on the droid. So if you're on a droid, go to SoundCloud and like the show, like the episodes, and um, comment on them. And let me know what you think there. It'd be very, 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 very helpful if you guys would please do that for me. Okay, I'm done now. See? Nice and painless, just like a flu shot. You see? <laughs> Uh, what's going on in the news? I have been scouring. Sc- I cannot talk. Scouring the internet. I, 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 I man, I can't talk. My mouth is like hurting today. <laughs> um, been scouring the internet here looking for some. Hey, you know what? First of all, I just got like this. I'm thinking about this segment. I just kind of want to talk about something that's been kind of bothering me that i've noticed in the news it's like this theme um and don't forget guys i don't know if i said it on the show yet but i'm always on twitter telling people that i'm about to create a podcast called hypocrisy now and it's just gonna point out all the hypocrisy that you know we see in the media in you know sports and politics everywhere i mean it's ridiculous. But here's another prime example. Um, and this segment is going to just, yeah, maybe, maybe hypocrisy. Maybe I'll not create a podcast and I just have a segment called Hypocrisy Now or whatever. But check this out. Obviously, we know about the school shooting that happened in Parkland. Um, the 17 kids were, were shot by this, by this Nicholas Cruz kid. Um, 
terrible tragedy. I mean, very common though. I mean, school shootings to me are like when your 98-year-old granddad dies. It's like, oh man, old people die. And it's also like, oh man, a white kid shoots up a school. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, it's literally that, like, expected, to be completely honest with you guys. It's kind of expected. You know, so I'm not even going to go into detail about this whole shooting because it's just like, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Trump talk. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a scandal every week. I mean, but it was a terrible tragedy. These kids were killed. Um, the shooter were, was actually taken in custody, unharmed, unshot. Thought that was kind of surprising, but um, yeah. So it, you know, we had that. We had that shooting. Florida man, it was terrible. But the, but an interesting part about the story that kept jumping out at me was apparently there were two cops that um stayed outside during the active shooter situation because they were afraid. And um, you know, I'm thinking to myself like, hey, you know, you you know you. Two cops, you know, I, I I wouldn't be a cop, but, you know, I'm just thinking, hey, two cops are, you know, afraid to go into an active shooter situation because this guy has an AR-15. They don't know how many shooters it is, if it's more, how many weapons he has, you know, all of these other things that may or may not have. Mind you, I don't I don't know how cops think, you know, um, but. They, obviously they get afraid a lot right so he was afraid so you know he acted out of fear right and these two cops acting out of fear the media destroyed these two they're cowards they're cowards i'm like wait whoa whoa wait a minute right <coughs> then even Trump, oh, I would have ran in there and I would have shot that man with my bear. I'm like, what, Trump? Shut the fuck up! You wouldn't have did shit, man. You're an old, <laughs> crippled old man. Shut up. But the thing that really stood out to me was how these cops acting out of fear warranted them being labeled as cowards right because i can think of a lot of situations in which cops acted in fear and their actions were rewarded in most cases with heroism you know so, oh this was, that brave cop i know it had to be tough shooting that unarmed black kid because you were afraid Oh, you're, you're a hero, American hero. You know what I'm, so, it's, I just think it's unfair that when when cops fear results in inaction, somehow they're cowards now. But when their fear costs the life of an innocent person, then they aren't cowards at all. So. Just pointing out a little hypocrisy. That's all. 
You know, some people call it racism, (laughs) white supremacy, or some people call it hypocrisy, whatever. Um, Yeah, I just thought that was super interesting how, and a even more sinister um, plot twist here is the fact that these, because you know the, 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 the right wing NRA um, narrative is, you know, in any situation where there's a gun, more guns will help the situation, you know, regardless of, you know, regardless of what's happening, you know, they want the guns to even have guns, give, give that, give that gun a gun, this is America, you know what I mean, it's just so fucking stupid, <laughs> oh man, yeah, so, um, the even more sinister plot twist here is the NRA is upset at the cops because they didn't utilize the guns they had like you know wait wait a minute here there were more available guns around and no one was shooting them this is this is a tragedy (laughs) you know so i i honestly think that's why the right was so upset at these cops because there were they had available guns and the narrative is always more guns would resolve these situations or or help bring them you know to an end sooner or or be the the great equalizer or you know whatever stupid fucking you know narrative they think but clearly that's not the case right to train the police officers you know train to well and as far as i can see train to shoot and kill and pretty fucking good at it too so, you know, police officers trained to shoot and kill are afraid to go into this situation, even though they have these guns that are apparently the the the, the, the end-all, be-all. But, you know, clearly that's the great lie. So, um, yeah, hypocrisy now. Cops in action. You cowards! You shouldn't! You don't deserve to wear the badge! (laughs) Cops fear ending in a innocent child's life lost? Well, you know, it's it's tough being a cop in America. Well, they got a tough job, you know? (laughs) So, come on, man. The hypocrisy is just, just fucking... Come on, man. Um... All right, man. On to some, on to some other news here. Oh, um, oh, how about this? Quote: Mississippi may soon have country's most restrictive abortion laws. I read this article, and then I kept thinking about the headline: Mississippi may soon have country's most restrictive abortion laws. And I'm thinking to myself. How the fuck can anything get more restrictive in Mississippi? Fucking Mississippi. First of all, who lives in Mississippi? I thought like all the old people from like the fucking Civil War, all their grandchildren live in Mississippi and shit. Like, I don't. I mean, come on, man. If you're a woman or a person of color and you live in Mississippi, move now. Mississippi, yeah, I I just think that's just a, but um, 
So, um, yes, Mississippi is pushing to um, pushing a bill to um, further um, restrict women's um, reproductive um, rights in the great old state of Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi. Sorry. Um, so the Mississippi state um, government um, are drafting up a bill that the governor um, <laughs> um, agreed to sign the moment they put it on his desk. Um, and this will be the most um, regressive law passed on women's reproductive rights in the country, right? So, um, first of all, fuck Mississippi, right? <laughs> Can we all agree to say fuck Mississippi? All right, thanks. Um, so, f- a few things. I just don't understand the infatuation with, you know, the government's infatuation with women's vaginas and what they do with them. Because, you know, and they always claim this small government, small government. We want let, let the get, get the government out of our homes, you know. But if this isn't the exact opposite of that, this is big government. This is government that is involved in the most intimate parts of your life. Right. Is that not what it is? So all this. We want small. That's a that's a lie, man. Yeah, they don't want small government. They want fucking one government, you know, central government, probably. <laughs> small government. Fuck that. I just I, I'm still trying to understand why. Um. Yeah, I I, I just don't. Un, it's there. It's it's just an infatuation with women's rep, reproductive parts. And it's these the and it's these men who are just so grossly anti women too. Girl, get those women out those the workforce. Put them in a put a baby in them and get them married. Get those women married and out of the workforce. And they like these they're kind of like these dudes who just want to like go back to the times where you can just like fucking smack a waitress on the ass. <laughs> Uh, let me get some pancake toots, you know. <laughs> they want to go back to those times so bad, man. It's just, it's just so crazy. But um, back to fucking Mississippi, though. I mean, so these lawmakers are sitting around thinking to themselves, hmm, what are the issues concerning the great state of Mississippi? That can make this state better and can provide better for its citizens and can, you know, represent the state on a on a um, on a um, national level that, you know, shows that we are pioneers and that we are, you know, doing all these great things for the country. You know, that represents the country well, that brings in revenue, that makes, you know, residents feel safe. So these lawmakers are sitting around. Passing laws, you know, and they didn't think about, like, the Mississippi education system, how broken and and just tattered and just unimaginably underfunded, 
th- that didn't come up once. How's about the um, discriminatory infrastructure projects going on in the great state of Mississippi? You know, we can kind of look up some of those and, you know, kind of, you know, bring some of these contractors to task, possibly. Or, I mean, how's about, you know, um, the criminal justice system, possibly. I mean, you know, we know that Mississippi has some, some, some pretty, pretty, you know, <laughs> a few civil rights violations going on down there. Um, um, good old Mississippi. So instead of focusing on all of these things, we instead decided to take time and taxpayers' money to draft up a law to hold on, hold on, folks. Did I tell you what the what the new law now um, um, doesn't permit women to get abortions for? Oh well, how about I tell you? Um, Check this out. Quote, the bill would make exceptions for abortions in the cases of medical emergency or fetal abnormality, but would not consider exceptions exceptions in the case of rape or incest. Close quote. So. These lawmakers are down there drafting up these bills, taking all this time, taxpayer money, all of this. And the law they came up with was let's make sure women cannot get abortions if they're raped by a family member. Yes. Yes. They are convening in their little lawmaker room trying to think about laws that will better protect the citizens of Mississippi add revenue to the state bring the ne- the deficit down and the thing that they're going in there discussing is how to prevent women who have been raped by a family member how to make them keep that rape baby Yeah, um, and we know, right? We know we can act like we don't know, but abortion is still just like oppositions to um, gay marriage and marriage equality. These things are still deeply connected to religious belief we can sit here and say oh it's a a life is a life but science has proven that the we can terminate pregnancies when there is no feeling there is no you know heart these are you know a few a clumps of cells 30 to 40 cells right a human body is trillions of cells right so science has already, you know, kind of eased all of the frustrations of people who had a moral objection to it. Because now we know there is no, you know, no brain or heart or any of that. No, they don't feel anything like we know that right after X amount of weeks. 
So it has to be this. Well, God said, you know, bring in, bring in white Jesus here. You know, it's a, you know, the old, the old Jesus thing. Well, you know, God said that, you know, life starts once he pumps that, he pumps that semen into you. And I just don't see why any person will have an objection to a woman having a baby aborted that was forcibly put into her. Why would you have an objection to that? You know? I, that's that's it's kind of some some sadistic twisted sick shit to me to make somebody keep a baby that was forcibly put into her by a rape and then they so you know <laughs> they so beautifully added in incest too to make sure that that rape baby was an incestual rape baby, you know, just to add the just to add the cherry on top, you know. Oh, not only can you not get an abortion if you rape, let's just make sure if dad pumps a baby into you, then <laughs> we we make sure you can't get rid of that baby. Then that is the sickest shit to me. Mississippi, you fuckers are um some sick, 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 sick people. Um, I wonder. I mean, is God? I what? I, I, does, is God okay with that too? I mean, just feel like God would be like, all right, you know, that is messed up, man. Let her get the abortion. You know, I mean, I even feel like God would be okay with that. I'm just saying, He probably would, cause that's fucked up. You would have to. T- and then let's just theoretically say, okay, fine. Let's ban all abortions all over the U.S., right? It's not like the people who are pro-abortion ban is operating a adoption agency. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not like they are... Even in the least bit concerned with the child once it's born. It's just like, oh, you know, you uh, don't you kill that baby. All right, here's the baby. That ain't my fucking baby. I'm sick of you people having these fucking babies and you can't take care of them. It's like, <laughs> there's, an- there's another hypocrisy now topic. There we go. Just found another one. There we go. Don't, I mean, want to every fucking chance these people get to um repeal Roe v. Wade they're picking they're fucking chipping at it piece by piece by piece by piece and look at Mississippi now look at Mississippi now the most restrictive abortion laws in the country so they're slowly chipping away at Roe v. Wade they are and I don't even understand the hypocrisy there. 
They don't want anybody to get rid of the baby. Nobody. Everybody keep the baby. And then they don't want to help take care of the baby and then complain when parents have to use public assistance to take care of them. I'm sick of having all of these kids and can't take care of them. Being abortions and let these babies live. It's like, uh, oh my God. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that shit is so true, though. Just, it's, oh man. It just, it just shows you how religion just bleeds over into the lives of everyone else. You know? There are secular people who, women, you know, secular women who enjoy their freedom of choice, you know. You know, some of these women have to drive, you know, hundreds of miles to other states just to get certain, you know, care that these religious ass hospitals won't even, you know, help them with. It's crazy. You know, just recently my daughter was in the hospital. We're sitting in there and the the hospital sent a fucking spiritual advisor in. Like, you know, and I'm looking at this lady like, what the fuck are you doing in my room right now? Oh, you can. She She goes, oh, I'm just here to help you get through this time of grief to sit with you and pray with you. And I'm just looking at this lady like, you must not know who the fuck you talking to. <laughs> and Kennedy looking at her like, um, dad, what, what is, she want to do what? I just want to watch Netflix. I don't want to pray. <laughs> I'm fine. You know, I was like, lady, no, thank you. Um, And then I, the little book she gave me, it goes, if you ever need to talk to someone, um, you know, um, we're welcome to speak about any religion, but this is a Christian place. <laughs> they we clearly let you know, cause I, you know, because what about if it's a Jewish person in I Like, yeah, I do want to pray. Can we do a Jewish prayer? No, we can't. Um, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what happens if you're not Christian? Yeah, so I just think that these lawmakers, who are obviously um, motivated by a um, religious belief in um, whatever religion, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure Muslims don't allow abortions either. Um, yeah, so abortion, you know, uh, uh, being anti, super duper anti-abortion. I mean, unless you could give me another reason why you think a clump of cells that um, a mother chooses to terminate why that shouldn't happen. You have to give me a you have to give me a good reason for that. Um, send me an email. We can discuss it. We can discuss it. Alrighty, what else is going on? Um oh check this out. Um South African woman jailed in landmark ruling for racist rant. Yeah, um, so this is news because apparently no one has ever, ever, ever been, um, 
imprisoned before um, for going on a racist rant against, uh, you know, an African, you know, a, a South African um, person. So um, I don't even think in the article, I don't even think anyone has ever even been um, um, charged with anything for for that in South Africa. So, you know, this is only a few years after apartheid. I mean, how many years? Nelson Mandela. So, um, let me read some of this article for you guys, though. Um, oh, no, I thought it was in South Africa. Oh, yeah, she is from South Africa. But, okay, so... If Vicky Momberg had only unleashed a high-volume tirade at the South African police officer, video of it would have been of mere passing interest. But her repeated use of a racial slur unfamiliar to most Americans, but explosive in South Africa, made her notorious and led to demands to make her an example. On Wednesday, Miss Momberg, a white woman, became the first person in South Africa to be sent to prison for using racist language against someone, according to prosecutors and legal experts. Specifically, she hurled the term kafir, considered the most offensive racial slur in South Africa, so radioactive socially that it is often referred to as the K-word. Oh, wow, so, sound like nigger. She called him a nigger. That's it. Kept calling him a nigger. The 2016 viral video of her outburst at police officers who responded to her report of thieves, her report of thieves breaking into her car, set off a national furor <laughs> and made Miss Momberg a symbol of the racism that persists a generation after the collapse of apartheid. Partly because of that video. Viewed repeatedly on social media and news sites, the parliament may take up a bill that will make prosecution for hate speech more common. In a Johannesburg courtroom on Wednesday, Magistrate Pravina Rakhananadan sentenced Ms. Momberg to three years in prison with one year suspended. Local media reported that Ms. Momberg, once a well-off real estate agent, cried as the sentence was read. The judge refused to allow Ms. Momberg to remain free on bail pending an appeal, and officers led her away from the courtroom. Her lawyer, Kevin Lawler, declined to comment. The decision was met mostly with celebration on social media in a majority black country where profound inequality coexists with memories of an apartheid system that institutionalized racial, racial separation and oppression. But many white people criticized the prosecution and census as highlighting what they called a double standard because black people, including politicians, have not been penalized for insults and threats of violence to whites. Oh, here they come. Oh, here, here come the white tears now. Well, you can't just punish her that bad. It's just a word. <laughs> and, and what about when you guys say cracker? It's just, it's just not fair. <laughs> Hold on, wait, uh, let me finish reading this article. <laughs> Miss Momberg was prosecuted under a long-established legal principle, crimen injuria, which involves harming a person's dignity. She was convicted in November of four counts of crimen injuria, one of each of the police officers she abused verbally. The concept has been applied mostly in civil suits. When used in criminal cases, it often includes physical harm. 
The concept has rarely been used to address racist language. Past racists who have come to court have been given very small fines and have been treated very leniently. And it didn't serve any deterrence, said Nishan Bolton, executive director of the Ahmad Kathrade Foundation, an anti-racism group. Quote, I think this will be a deterrent. Hey, man, good for them, man. Good for them. Um, hold on. The Momberg case sets a precedent that could result in an increasing number of people across the political spectrum being jailed, warned Michael Morris, head of media at the Institute of Race Relations, which advocates free market economics and end to race based policies to benefit non-whites and the rights of property owners who are primarily white. Yeah, man. What did this lady say? Um, looks like. The epithet is derived from an Arabic term for non-Muslims and medieval Arab traders applied it to the people they encountered while sailing down the east coast of Africa. Europeans who arrived later adopted the term and used it for blacks generally. Uh, that's how they got the word kafir. The video. Hold on. What else? The epithet. The video of Miss Momber became a sensation partly for the ferocity of her rant, which lasted for several minutes, and included her yelling at officers using the ex the explosive epithet forty eight times, and making explicit her animus toward black people. She said, "Um, I hate every one of them." She said, "If I ever see a kafir, I will drive him over." I will have a gun. I will shoot everybody. She insisted repeatedly that she would not interact with black officers using the epithet to describe them. A white police officer can be seen trying unsuccessfully to calm her, saying quietly, I am not going to allow you to insult my colleagues like that. Magistrate Ragahunadan said she did not believe that the defendant was remorseful. Um, so there we have it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do you think would happen here in America if a cop pulled up to a um to a um a white person's home to respond to a call? And the woman said, oh, no, ain't let no niggas, can't let them niggas, I mean, get me a, get me a white officer. I don't think she would be given three years in prison for that, honestly. And I don't know if that's because the population of South Africa is like 90% Af South African, like it's 90% black. Literally like 90% black. So maybe that has something to do with it. But here, I don't, I mean, I don't think that should have happened here. And then it's like, why are you just letting this lady talk to you like that? Like arrest this lady. Y'all know that's a crime. She's still getting the benefit of the doubt. She's committing a crime that 
is punishable by three years in prison. This lady should have been arrested immediately by those officers. Like the white officer had to show up to lock her ass up. No, y'all lock her ass up. You guys are police officers. She's still getting privilege? Sit here insulting y'all. Arrest her ass. I don't care if she don't think y'all can touch her. Touch her ass. Arrest her ass. She going to jail now. That's what that's what those officers should have did. Oh, you don't like confers? You don't like you don't like us to serve you? You don't like us to help you? Well, bitch, now you're going to jail. They should have locked her ass up right there. They should have took her to jail and televised it. Fuck is wrong with this lady? Yeah, man, that's terrible. Um, just feel bad they had to go through that embarrassment like that, you know, because that's real embarrassing, you know. And black people deal with that a lot. Um, and and I'm I'm sure white people don't really understand this, but um, dealing with racism is a lot more embarrassing than it is anything else. A lot of the times, you know what I mean. Like I know that white people are trying to hurt you, and you know, but that shit is real embarrassing. You know, it's very embarrassing to have to deal with shit like that. And I'm sure this white lady, like, and honestly, black people are. Oftentimes embarrassed for the white person too Cause we like damn Aren't you embarrassed to like be saying that shit Out in the open like that Like I mean I'm personally one that Would prefer people to be you know Open and you know just out about their racism But It's gotta be embarrassing to just be Outwardly racist You know cause it's definitely embarrassing For a black person to be put into a situation Like that or any person of color you know, because it's just impossible for a white person to be put in a situation where, you know, racism towards them is. I mean, I don't know. I'm Maybe it has been a situation, but I don't know. But I know for a fact that, you know, that's just real embarrassing. So I, I feel bad for these cops, man. Um, I hope she, you know, learns her lesson. Um, I think she deserved more time in prison, um, possibly 10 years. Um. Just because of how hateful she was, she, you know, I think we should take her up on, you know, her words. She said she would run black people over regardless of if they were police officers or not. Clearly, she doesn't care if they're cops. She said she would shoot everybody um, that's black. So, I mean, I think we should take those as terroristic threats. And I think that's a problem now. White people are given the benefit of the doubt a lot of the times. And look what happens. You know, um, black kids are over policed, over punished, and they don't, you know, commit any uh, um, monumentous, um, atrocious acts on humanity. You know, or is there violence in our communities? Well, yeah, of course there is. Is is there violence in white communities? Well, yes, of course there is. So I don't get the whole black on black violence thing. This, is there violence in black communities? Yes. Is there violence in Hispanic communities? Yes. Is there violence in white communities? Yes. Now, is the violence in all the communities reported in a fair and objective manner? In such a way that the numbers reflected that violence happens in all communities just as much as any other communities? Well, no. <laughs> the numbers are skewed. So, yeah. But... Hey, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, man. I just think it's, I just think it's fucked up, man. That this lady went on that rant like that, man. Yeah, 
Kafir, they stole my shit. I don't want a kafir, a kafir here. These dudes like bitch. <laughs> what? Don't know this bitch did. <laughs> we they they they're trying to help your ass and you. I don't want these these niggers. Yeah, that shit. I mean, like, really, still to this day. Like what? Really? Cause it's 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 obviously like just to kind of be mean spirited, right? Cause white people know black people can pretty much do anything they can do. Like obviously there are barriers to like, you know, wealth and you know corporate America and land owning and shit like that. But it's just as far as being able to do any. But the thing is. Black people would do that just as well as white people if they were allowed the opportunity to get through those doors, you know. But what I'm saying is people who are just, you know, racist, like, I don't want him touching me. Like, that's just some of the dumbest shit to me. That's so dumb and just gross and mean-spirited. Like, you, you're just doing that just to be mean, not because you think blacks are inferior because you know that's not true. You're doing that just to be mean, just to be mean spirited, to hurt people. It's not because you think it's true. Just like when you're arguing with your girlfriend or some of your boyfriend and you say some shit that cuts really deep, even though you know it's not true. You do it to try to hurt them. And that's the these vitriolic racists. I think that's what they're doing. They don't actually believe these racist ideologies. They just try to hurt people because they're afraid and they want to be mean. And they're jealous and envious. That's what I think. They don't actually believe these blacks are inferior than, than us. We're white and smarter and prettier and whatever this old ass white lady thought. I don't think she actually thought that. I just think she was trying to be mean and nasty. That's what I believe. Honestly. And I think that's what's happening. Um, Yeah. Oh, fuck that lady. Um, Bow Wow goes on a Twitter rant. <laughs> uh, fuck everybody He went off man Go check out Go check out uh, <laughs> Check out Bow Wow Twitter rants man um, Oh man Some messed up news um, My boy My boy My boy DMX Looks like he Looks like he going to prison y'all <laughs> Yeah Looks like my boy DMX Goes to prison, y'all. Um, looks like he got a year in jail for what was this? What you get a what? What DMS go to prison for? Let me read this again. Oh yeah, tax fraud, my boy X. Oh man, y'all need to see this picture of him, man. He look um. I mean, he's just aging, you know. He, I mean, he's got the he's got the moon roof too. He's got the moon roof. I didn't know I didn't know X had the moon roof. Y'all know what the moon roof is, right? Um, you know, when you're going bald on the top, but you have the sides, you know, so that's the, that's the moon roof, you know, when you, you know, when you, <laughs> you know, when you, when you pull the, pull the middle back, <laughs> you know, and that's what, that's what DMX got, poor guy, man. Um, rap artist and actor DMX was sentenced to one year in prison on Wednesday after he pleaded guilty in a federal case accusing him of dodging 1.7 million in taxes. 
DMX, whose real name is Earl Simmons, was sentenced by U.S. District Judge Jeff Rakoff in Manhattan. He pled guilty to one count of tax fraud in November. Rakoff said he believed Simmons was a good man and that the sentence should be modest, explaining why he gave less than the five years sought by prosecutors. Nonetheless, the judge said it cannot go unpunished. Before being sentenced, Simmons said he was very sorry for having failed to pay taxes. His lawyer also played part of Simmons' 1998 song, Slipping, in the courtroom, <laughs> describing difficulties he has faced. You know what, Judge? No, this DMF. You know what, Judge? I was slipping. I was falling. And I can't get up. You know what I mean? Judge, give me a break. <laughs> Shit is hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> Oh man, they played. <laughs> Damn, they played that. They played slipping in the courtroom. Oh, they bogus, man. Hold on. No. Prosecutor said he avoided taxes between 2000 and 2005 by shifting money among accounts belonging to managers and associates, hiding millions of dollars he earned from his songs, including X Gonna Give It To You and What a What a What a I'm not sure if that's how they said it in court, but I'm a, I said it like that. <laughs> um, Simmons, 47, was arrested in July. He has been in jail since January. When Rockhart revoked his bail after he failed a drug test and traveled to St. Louis without a court-mandated drug counselor. Simmons, prosecutor said Simmons avoided taxes for years by living cash out, living a cash-only lifestyle, depositing royalty checks in various bank accounts belonging to other people. When he pleaded guilty, Simmons said that those accounts were held by multiple managers, his ex-wife, and one of his children's mothers. Simmons has 15 children by multiple women. I like how they like to throw that in there. This is a tax case, and somehow they slipped in there. Simmons has 15 children by multiple women. Man, they both. Man, why y'all. That, that don't got nothing to do with the case. Why y'all put that out? Why y'all put that man out there like that? That's what I mean about that hypocrisy. There's more hypocrisy. Why y'all put that out there about that man? Didn't nobody bring up Trump's multiple wives, multiple children? You know what I mean? Obama had to have a perfect life and wife. Let Obama have had three wives. Come on, man. Uh, he had 15 children. But come on. That don't got nothing to do with the case. They both. Hey, man. I, hey, I'm pulling for X, though, man. I hope he get up out of that, man. I like X, man. Judge. You want to do the dog like that? Um, bailiff, please. <laughs> bailiff, please restrain the, the, the prisoner. Get the fuck off me. <laughs> um, bailiff, he's barking again. Please. Hey, man, X does not smoking that crack, man. X all fucked up, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling for X, though, man. I hope he get out of that situation, man. I'm pulling for X, man. Um, <laughs> oh, that's messed up, man. My boy X. Um, oh, yeah. Got some news for y'all. All the freaky people out there. All my freaky people, all the freaky, freaky, freakies. They got something for y'all now. Has anybody heard of the Super Gonorrhea? Oh, yeah, it's real. Oh, it's real. Super Gonorrhea is out. It's here. 
And you know what? Like a few years ago, I heard like the CDC talking about how some of the antibodies used to treat, you know, like gonorrhea and, and, and chlamydia and some of these, you know, STIs, the the medicines were starting to be, the the bugs were starting to become resistant to the medicines, and they had to, you know, keep trying to, you know, similar to the flu vaccine, you know, how each year the flu learns the last year's tricks and they you know just kind of learn how to beat it or whatever and uh, uh, the cdc was talking about how that was happening with these sexually transmitted diseases too and now look four or five years later a man in the uk has caught the world's worst ever case of super gonorrhea he had a regular partner in the uk but picked up the superbug after sexual encounter with a woman in southeast asia what see Public Health England says it is the first time the infection cannot be cured with first-choice antibiotics. Health officials are now tracing any other sexual partners of the man who has not been identified in an attempt to contain the infectious spread. He picked up the infection earlier in the year. The main antibiotic treatment, a combination of azithromycin and Ceftriaxone has failed to treat the disease. Dr. Gwenda Hughes from Public Health England said this is the first time a case has displayed such high level resistance to both of these drugs and to most other commonly used antibiotics. Discussion with the World Health Organization and the European Centers for Disease Control agree this is the world's first. The disease is caused by the bacterium called Neisseria gonorrhea. The infection is spread by unprotected vaginal, oral, and anal sex. Of those infected, about 1 in 10 heterosexual men and more than 3 quarters of women and gay men have no easily recognizable symptoms. But symptoms can include a thick green or yellow discharge from sexual organs, pain when urinating, and bleeding between periods. Untreated infection can lead to infertility, pelvic inflammatory disease, and can be passed on to a child during pregnancy. Yeah, keep on playing, y'all. Keep on playing. Um, analysis of the man's infection suggests one last antibiotic could work. He is currently being treated, and doctors will see if it has been successful next month. So far, no other cases, including in the British partner, have been discovered. But the investigation is still underway. Hughes added, We are following up this case to ensure that the infection was effectively treated with other options and the risk of any onward transmission is dismissed. Doctors have long warned that this could happen. Hey, keep it up, y'all. And you know what? I was talking to my grandma and my auntie and them yesterday. And I was telling them how they had the best time for sex, right? Because now it's like sex is just so plastered all in your face now. And it's also so dangerous, to do it unprotected. To only do it unprotected. And I know a lot of people who just don't, you know, who don't like to wear condoms, you know. And that shit is just a death wish nowadays. <laughs> that, especially in the black community, I'm not sure why. And black and brown communities, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why prevention is, is so bad 
you know, in our communities, man. But hey, but clearly they fucking around in the UK too. He was he was, he got a girlfriend in the UK. He out there having sex with a girl in Southeast Asia. Hey, man, you get contain his ass. Can we quarantine his freaky ass? The fuck? He out he out in Southeast Asia and shit. Damn, what you what? Coming back and shit, giving it to people in the, in the UK. We need to quarantine his ass. He out in Bangkok and shit. <laughs> Ain't no telling who he had sex with out there out in Bangkok and Singapore. And then don't know nobody knows. Quarantine his ass. The fuck. Oh shit! Super gonorrhea, y'all. Super gonorrhea. Mm mm mm. Um, before I get out of here, I want to tell you guys to look at this show I've been watching on Netflix. Um, I just finished. I just finished. It's like a 10, 11 part series or something like that, and it's called Flint Town. I want you guys to check it out, and I'm gonna talk about it next week. Um, I want to know what you guys think about it. Um, I noticed a lot of interesting shit that I really want to talk about and see what other people have to say about it. Um, it was interesting to say the least, but I am going to talk about one part that I am going to spoil for you guys, but nobody probably even noticed or even cared about it. But me being who I am and what I do, I noticed it. Um, so it was one episode in particular where the chief of police was having a roll call with the officers that were heading out for the night to do patrol or heading out in the morning, whatever the fuck the time was. I don't care. But he was doing a roll call. So, you know, hey, everybody, this area is this, this area is that. We're focused on this, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes into, you know, now I want everybody to bow their head in prayer. And then everybody bowing their head. He's like, oh, Father God, bless them with the blood of um, the Jesus Christ. I want all that Jesus blood on them while they out here tonight. Sprinkle the blood on them. Whatever. You know something? Oh, God Almighty, bless, bless them if they got to shoot an unarmed black person or whatever. You know, just all this religious shit, right? I'm like, wait, wait a wait. What the? That shit is illegal. That is illegal. That is a constitutional violation. Police departments are not supposed to promote any particular religion at all. They're supposed to be neutral. And they're supposed to serve the people in the exact same manner. And there's tons of reasons why that's important. I know if you're a Jesus freak and you're, you know, you're, oh, let them praise their God. I know if you're that person right now, you don't see the practical benefits for leaving religion out of policing i know you probably don't see the practical benefits of that but they are bountiful right and that's why it's illegal and he is on national television hosting a fucking press service at the police station and you guys know if you've been following my show you know i did an ffrf edition a few weeks ago. And we talked about how this watchdog is out here literally patrolling for 
police departments, for school districts, for um, any state or government funded entity that is engaging in anything that is persuaded by religion. And they see they ass. And I'm surprised. I, I would not be surprised if the FFRF filed a. I wouldn't be surprised if they sued the Flint Police Department because of this. So when you guys watch the show, I want you to check it out. Look at it. Let me know what you think. But and and we're gonna talk about the other parts of the show next week. But this sheriff was clearly violating constitutional laws right in front of America's face. Right there. And and just think of it like this. And for all of you Jesus people, for everybody that listens that happens to still believe in Jesus or God or whatever, just think about it like this. Just think of, like it's it's okay if you believe and you're and you're religious, but think just think of why it's important to keep that out of policing. What about if you're a devout Christian and your guys are hosting Prayer service every night at the station before you go out to do your job. And then you get a call from a Muslim family and a Christian family. Just to, even if you can look at everyone and say, I don't treat them any differently based on their religions. The fact that we know you are actively involved in Christianity, that puts a black cloud over your objectivity at that point regardless of if you are actually going out there being fair the fact that we know you choose one religion over the other in your not now now if you just went to a christian church in your personal life that'll be different but if we know you're actively involved in it while at work too it's hard for people to to think that that doesn't kind of bleed over into your work it is so it clouds your claims of objectivity. So that's one practical reason why. And another practical reason to leave it out is what if during that little bow your heads, uh, when the chef, when the chef, <laughs> when the chief said, hey, bow your heads and let me throw Jesus blood over you or whatever the hell they say. What about people who are in the crowd who are on their way out to police? The the lit, the very dangerous streets of Flint, who didn't believe in any religion, and who who would have preferred those five minutes to be talked for those five minutes to kind of be, you know, about more tactical ways to police at night. You know, let's talk about more ways to keep me safe, because. Unfortunately, God isn't covering over me when I'm out here. I know you guys think that, but I don't. So can we talk about ways to keep me and my partner safe rather than fairy tale talk? You know? So just check that out. Um, check out Flint Town. Let me know what you guys think. Um, Wow, I've been talking way too long. Um, I think I'm going to get out of here, guys. Um, Yeah, I'm signing off. This is the Reasonable Skepticism Podcast, and I'm the Reasonable Skeptic. Peace.